You're listening to the Atlanta Real Estate Forum radio show, Around Atlanta edition. Showcasing the best of Metro Atlanta, our communities, the attractions, and the special events that make Atlanta great. Welcome to our virtual town square. And now, here are today's hosts. Good morning and welcome back to the Around Atlanta edition. I am your host, Todd Schneck, joined by my co-host and friend, Carol Morgan. Before we get to Carol, I'd like to kick things off by thanking New American Funding for being our 2020 show sponsor, our ninth year on the air. It's been a great partnership with them so far. It's going to be a great rest of the year. All right, Carol Morgan, this is going to be a really interesting conversation. I'm really looking forward to it. Lead us off. Yeah. I'm pretty excited. A former guest uh, referred to this organization to us, and I am quite sure this is something that is going to be of interest to everyone who tunes into our show. I'd like to welcome Hannah Palmer, who's the coordinator of Finding the Flint, to the show. Welcome, Hannah. Hi, Carol. Hi. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Pleasure is ours. Appreciate you making time to join us, Hannah. Before we get into Find the Flint, uh, take a few quick seconds. Tell us a bit about you and your background. My name is Hannah Palmer. And I'm calling you today from my home in East Point. I grew up in the airport area in Forest Park in Clayton County. And I still live in the airport area. I have a long, had a long uh, fascination with the world's busiest airport as it's right in my backyard. And as it's grown up along with me, I've seen it sort of swallow parts of my neighborhood. So I published a book in 2017 called Flight Path. And it's part memoir, part sort of investigation of how the airport has affected and influenced the South Side. And it's kind of like, it's personal because I've seen a lot of sort of destruction because of the airport, but it's also really forward looking and just kind of thinking about what the airport means to Atlanta and to the region and how we can start to balance the benefits of having the world's busiest airport with quality of life here on the South Side. So that was sort of the background Um, because of my work on that book, my research and sort of talking about airport area development, I was approached by a couple of conservation groups who had been studying the Flint River. Georgia's Flint River starts in the airport area and it flows 340 something miles to the Florida state line. And they were interested in getting some airport area residents and thinkers involved in thinking about the future of the Flint River and how we could start to preserve the headwaters specifically. So we created a project together around 2017 called Finding the Flint. And I have been the coordinator of that project. The the, uh, nonprofits involved are American Rivers, and the Conservation Fund. Those are two national nonprofits who work on urban conservation and river restoration projects. And then the Atlanta Regional Commission, the ARC, got involved. And the three of them helped kind of find the funding uh, to bring me on board as a coordinator. And for the last couple of years, I've been helping people find the Flint. (laughs) I think that is just so, so super cool. (laughs) Do you want to tell us? I, I didn't expect that. Yeah. Well, tell us more about finding the Flint. You know, what's your mission and how does all that work? Sure. Well, the project is sort of focused on finding areas where redevelopment is happening around the airport and areas where the Flint River headwaters are currently hidden and neglected and some places particularly underground or just in very degraded conditions and proposing ideas for parks, trails, access, public access to the river, green space, and green redevelopment, sustainable development that could start to bring the headwaters back to life and back into people's uh, lives again. So it's sort of like combining economic development in the South Side with uh, environmental restoration. 
and trying to bring value back to areas that are currently sort of fenced off and ignored. We're working a lot with the ARC, the Aerotropolis Alliance, which is sort of the collaborative planning and economic development arm uh, here in the South Side, and trying to see where there are opportunities, even from very small scale, like a couple acres where the creek is sort of flowing through somebody's backyard, to very large scale projects on the South Side of the airport where we could do connected trails along the river that um, benefit residents, businesses, and institutions on the South Side. This is a very big vision. Some of these projects are like decades away from fruition. But my job here in the near term is just making people aware that the river's there and it could be an asset to their community. So I spend a lot of time taking people on tours and paddles and taking school groups out and um, elected officials out and showing them the Flint River in places that they've driven by for years and years and never knew that that was an important water source connected to like regional water issues. So that's a really fun part of my job is that process of like helping people literally find the plant, like discover the creeks in their backyards and how they're connected and get people excited about it, whether they're educators or residents or developers or elected officials. Like it's like finding buried treasure in your backyard once you know where it is and how it's connected. Well, that's a great way to think about the, the mission of, of your organization is, is these uh, these buried treasures. Because I, I worry that there's a lot of people in Metro Atlanta, the whole scope of it, they have no idea that that even exists, you know? So I, I, I and, and it is a, a gem that, that there's so much potential with that. And I also do appreciate your comments about the value of the airport. I don't think most people appreciate what that really means to Atlanta. There was a time not that long ago where cities like Birmingham and Charlotte and Louisville were, were bigger metropolises than Atlanta, but because of the foresight of building this airport and making it what it was, it's made Atlanta what it is today. So I, I appreciate the, the respect of that, too. You mentioned uh, uncovering these headwaters. Why is that? I mean, that's obviously an important part of the work. Why is that so critical? Well, there's a couple different ways to think about it. One is that, you know, the entire river can benefit from visibility, accessibility, and restoration. And here at the headwaters, where it's this densely urbanized environment, we have you know, the world's busiest airport and lots of the adjacent industry around the airport sitting right on top of these kind of fragile uh, springs and creeks that form the headwaters. So anything we can do to create green infrastructure up at the headwaters, that means tearing out, you know, concrete channels and instead revegetating these areas so that water can slowly infiltrate back into the system instead of creating that really violent urban runoff during a rainstorm that just floods and erodes the creek downstream. So the green infrastructure upstream does have an impact on protecting uh, water flows and water quality. But also the big opportunity here at the Headwaters is it's Atlanta and it's the world's busiest airport. So there's all of these people here and all of these resources here at the Headwaters. And as Atlanta grows, people, as you can tell, particularly right now during this time of the pandemic shutdown, people really value parks, trails, and green spaces more than ever as the city gets denser. So we want to like carve out those spaces for trails and parks and access to the creek before it gets completely developed to the point that you can't recognize those natural areas anymore. You know, at the airport itself, we're not proposing any kind of you know, daylighting the creek inside of the airport, but there's 100 million people a year visiting the airport and they could all uh, know about the Flint River. 
So there's the opportunity to just build awareness and educate people at the airport. It's important, like you said, most of Atlanta is just starting to rediscover creeks and rivers. I mean, I grew up actually going on river rafting trips on the Chattahoochee, but there was a whole generation that missed that experience of Atlanta's rivers because of pollution and sewer issues. This new generation of urban dwellers want to get out to Peachtree Creek. They want to see the South River and the Chattahoochee River. And the Flint River is just one of Atlanta's many sort of lost rivers and creeks that I think the next generation of residents are going to want to reclaim. So the Flint River is following sort of a trend that lots of rivers all over the country and all over the world are being restored in urban areas because they bring value to communities, both through quality of life, just mental health, physical health, but also like literal property value to residents. It's no longer seen as this nuisance to kind of hide in your backyard, but it becomes sort of the front door, sort of the waterfront that it should be and that it was originally. Yeah. I saw on your website how you talked about the um, redevelopment in Greenville and how they uncovered that you know, river in the downtown area. And I mean, and they've just built a whole, the whole city around it now. That's where all the, all the fun stuff happens in Greenville. So I was excited to see that. And of course, now you've piqued my interest also talking about tours and paddling the Flint. And um, now I want to get out and explore it, which makes me wonder how can people get out and explore it? What's the best way to access it? And you know, do you do you have tips on that? Right. That's a puzzle because the, the river itself doesn't have any public access here in the airport area. And we're, we're working hard to change that. We've proposed several spots that could become parks. The, the first one is in College Park, um, or right on the edge of East Point and College Park, where the original springs are. And we've um, been working with those two cities and with MARTA, who owns a bunch of land there, to create a park there where you could experience the headwaters. Currently, if you want to see that creek, you just kind of have to drive along Willingham Drive, which runs through East Point College Park in Hapeville, and you'll see some creeks winding along the side of the road. And that is the headwaters of the Flint River. It's not much to look at. And in fact, you'll have to just pull over on the side of the road to even get to it. But we're working to change that at the very beginning of the headwater system around the airport. I mean, just using Google Maps, you can find the Flint. And there's a few places where you, you're just kind of pulling over on the side of the road to look for the creek. It's sort of fun for urban exploring. And I take tours, but I'm often, you know, warning people that we are, you know, on the edge of private property. We're looking through barbed wire fences, quite a scavenger hunt, and there is no public access. It's similar at the airport where there's no public viewing area of the airport. If you want to go watch airplanes, you basically just have to find a parking lot where you can hang out. And so we're kind of combining the need for public observation areas at the airport with the river restoration project that's right next to Delta's headquarters campus. There's a two-acre site next to Delta that that is where the the river meets the airport. And we've worked with Delta and the airport to design a park there that would allow public access to watch planes and see the Flint. On the south side of the airport, again, just with Google Maps, and um, I, I have a virtual tour online. You can check out where there's several places where bridges cross the Flint River, but you'll laugh when you see that there's not even a sign telling you that it's the Flint River. It's just completely sort of ignored and hidden. You have to go pretty far south, almost to like middle Georgia, Gay, Georgia, and Thomaston, where before you start to see boat ramps, uh, public fishing access, uh, put-ins and trails, 
and outdoor centers where you can rent a kayak. But that is a really beautiful way to experience the river. And I last year, we took several groups of residents and different stakeholders on paddling trips. And we would start in Thomaston and paddle. You know, that's like the fall line where the river is really wide and beautiful and just full of wildlife. You'd be astonished at the way that it looks. I mean, the there's Spanish moss and mountain laurel kind of mixing together, which is an odd combination. But, you know, unfortunately, I've had to cancel a lot of those paddling trips for this month and next month. But we hope to get people back out on the river with groups, hopefully this summer. Meanwhile, you could go on your own as long as you're social distancing and, and <laughs> see this beautiful river. But I've had to put a lot of my tours on hold. If you follow us on Facebook or sign up for our newsletter, I'll announce when new tours get scheduled. But I typically do bus tours at the headwaters at least once a month. Think you need 20% down to become a homeowner? Think again. What if you could buy a home without a down payment? That's right. New American Funding understands that saving for a down payment can be difficult. They have competitive loan programs that can get you into a new home. Their 100% FHA financing loan program makes getting into a new home with no down payment possible. Let one of their home loan professionals pre-qualify you. Contact a new American Funding loan officer today to find out more about these niche loan programs and start your home ownership journey. For more information, call 678-898-3540. That's 678-898-3540. Well, you've got me really excited at the possibilities here. I mean, it sounds like you were very early stages of, of finding the Flint, uh, certainly in and around the airport in South Atlanta. But wow, some really intriguing opportunity there. I mean, I'm excited to see. Look ahead a bit. And can you get give us any sense of, of like a timetable? I mean, you said earlier it's going to be decades. So we certainly understand and appreciate that this is not something that happens overnight. But any kind of a sense of what kind of cooperation you're getting with all the relevant constituencies on, on pushing this forward? Well, I hope it won't be decades before we're breaking ground on some of these projects. We have three or four kind of high priority projects that are already in the design phase. Some of them are trails where we're collaborating with Clayton County Parks and Green Space, City of Hapeville, and the Aerotropolis Alliance Community Improvement Districts to design trails. So one of them, for example, on the south side, this is an unincorporated Clayton County the Conservation Fund, which is one of the core team of Finding the Flint, has already acquired 12 acres of land that is like completely floodplain land along a Flint tributary called Mud Creek with the intention of developing trails there and transferring that property to Clayton County this year. So the timetable for that one is, you know, as Clayton County raises funds through state, federal, and local sources to build out that trail, it could be five years before there's uh, a ribbon cutting on a trail there. And I give you that estimate based on other trails projects that Clayton County has completed with similar components and partners involved. We hope that the project in College Park that I mentioned, right where the headwaters first emerge, it could be a nature preserve. And that could happen a lot sooner. We've already started the process there of we have concept designs that City of College Park is using to engage the first level of brownfield assessment. There's like, because the property was once developed as a, 
think it was a cotton mill up until the 60s. There's some environmental assessment that has to take place before they can start to really design it as a park. And that's already happening. So that could be just a couple years away from opening up to the public. The design process on that one is going to need to include a lot of community engagement to see what neighbors want to see right in their backyard. And then the, you know, there's just a number of other kind of pieces. Each of these projects is like pieces of a puzzle. There's not one very large Finding the Flint project. It's multiple projects with different cities and counties taking ownership now. So that's exciting for me to see because two years ago, I was just trying to get people excited about the Flint River. Now, uh, the different municipalities that are involved in the airport area are starting to take ownership of these projects and work with their communities to design something that works best for them. But I I don't think we're like, the big projects that are decades out are like, we propose turning a a quarry on the south side of the airport into a reservoir. (laughs) It's it's very ambitious to look at a quarry and say, that should be be a reservoir. Yeah, I I like that. With quarry on the belt. Yeah. It's not without precedent in Atlanta. And these ideas aren't completely pie in the sky. The Clayton County Water Authority has been eyeing that quarry for a long time as a potential drinking water reservoir. So those are the kind of things that are sort of like sort of distant, but we've put the idea out there. The smaller projects like trails and like a seven acre park here, a two acre park there. I think we're going to see some of those, not just breaking ground, but getting constructed in the next couple of years. Well, I sure hope that you will keep us in the loop as those get constructed so that we can have you back on to talk about how we're finding the Flint and getting access to the Flint and where that's all going. I imagine there's ways that people can help. Do you look for sponsors or donors or funding or people to help with work days or how can people get involved? Yes, all of the above. <laughs> oh, okay. We, we host regular cleanups on the Flint River and it's pretty a pretty exciting event because we get permission to get inside the fence of the airport. There's a large uh, segment of the Flint River that's south of the the airport, the main runways, that collects a lot of trash from the airport. And a couple of times a year, we've been able to get access to that point and take groups back there. And you wouldn't believe how this beautiful river, these boulders and uh, wildlife that's inside the airport. Wow. So again, we had to just cancel one of those Earth Day cleanups, but we'll be rescheduling again for the summer and the fall. And as many people as can come out... Um, and experience the river that day and help with cleanups, I welcome them. We do accept donations. And Finding the Flint is not itself a nonprofit. We are a project of two other nonprofits, uh, American Rivers and the Conservation Fund. You can donate to either one of those nonprofits and just designate your support for the Finding the Flint project, and it would be a direct benefit to us. Mostly, I, I, I really appreciate the support of Southside residents getting involved and helping us with water quality monitoring projects. We've launched a project called Southside River Rendezvous, and it's a, it's directly modeled after the, Ch- the Chattahoochee River Rendezvous that happens on the west side of Atlanta, where residents come out on a given day, they take an assignment, and then they go collect water samples from the creeks all over the south side, bring them back to us, and we uh, process those samples to get data on water quality in places where we currently don't know how polluted or you know what's going on in those creeks. So that's a great way for people to get involved. And then I just appreciate any boost on social media, people uh, sharing the word to their neighbors, 
because what we're trying to do is build a movement, really. And we appreciate people speaking to their elected officials and saying, hey, why don't we have these kind of trails? Why don't we, why can't we get into our creeks? You know, just really bringing it up as like, these are our natural spaces. How can we reclaim them? So any kind of sharing on social media or like getting the word out to your neighbors is, is a big help to me too. What an exciting gig you got. Uh, you, I feel like you're playing this big, putting together this big puzzle with a million pieces and, and managing all the different pieces uh, has to be a lot of fun, challenging, but a lot of fun. And, and the <laughs> end result uh, is going to be intriguing. And that's why I love about the Beltline, because I think that the, how the, our community has embraced that is making people yearn for more outdoor activities, such as what you're doing around the Flint River. So very exciting stuff. Hannah, we're about out of time. Before I let you go, should anyone need to connect with you and learn more about this project, where do they go? Oh, findingtheflint.org. And my name is Hannah Palmer. You can email me at hannah at findingtheflint.org. I'm also active on Facebook and Instagram, Finding the Flint, hashtag Finding the Flint. And that's a great way to share pictures that you see as you're out finding it or just get in touch with the larger group that's involved in the project. Hannah Palmer, the coordinator of Finding the Flint. Hannah, it was a great pleasure to have you. Thanks so much for joining us and good luck with all of this. I really appreciate the coverage and I enjoyed talking about it. Thanks to you both. Pleasure was ours. Welcome. All right. Well, that wraps this week's Around Atlanta edition. On behalf of our show sponsor, New American Funding, my co-host, Carol Morgan, I am Todd Schnick. That's all the time we have for today. Thank you for listening. and We'll look forward to seeing you again right here next week. We'll see you then. Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio is sponsored by New American Funding and made possible by Denim Marketing, the publisher of Atlanta Real Estate Forum, Atlanta's favorite source for real estate and home building news. Denim Marketing is a comfortable fit, like your favorite pair of jeans. Denim Marketing tailors marketing strategies to meet your specific needs and niche. Try them on for size. They will work to create a perfect fit for your company's marketing program. Call them at 770-383-3360 or send an email to info at denimmarketing.com. For more information on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio or to inquire about being a guest, contact info at atlantarealestateforum.com. Check out the radio show by visiting atlantarealestateforum.com or by listening to the show on your favorite podcast app. And if you enjoyed today's broadcast, we'd sure appreciate a rating and review on iTunes. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio.